Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. All right, Paul, long time no see, man. Yeah, it's been uh it's been a long time. 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Yeah, well we just got back from a hunting trip. That was fun. We uh we did our annual South Dakota pheasant hunting trip. Got to kill some birds and bring them home. You haven't cooked them yet, have you? Nope. They're uh I got them frozen. Um I don't know when we're going to eat them. I, you know, Anthony and I will probably be the only ones that indulge. You know, people people eat chickens, right? Because they're used to eating chickens, even though chickens are kind of a disgusting creature. Yeah, they're really when good, you though. Consider how they're the ones they are. No, they're good to eat. But, you know, this is a natural, you know, oh, wild yeah. animal. Corn fed. You know? Corn fed. Yeah, yeah. corn fed. Yeah, so they made it all the way home, frozen still? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they pack them up pretty good for you. Yeah, we had a great time, man. Three three nights, two full days of hunting, and just shooting hundreds of rounds. uh, Yeah, I think we all got better with our shotguns uh, over over time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, folks, Dave had brought brand new shotguns. He bought one for himself and his son. And I pressured him into it, so that was good. And it paid dividends because they killed many birds. Oh, I like I like the use of the word dividend. We'll get into that today. Oh, that's did I say end. dividend? Yeah, you said paid dividends. I did. Yeah. So we Brilliant. like dividends. Hey, as long as there's a dividend paid, I'm happy. And there, that's there right. was. That was worth it. Getting the new shotguns, something uh, much more, you know, better equipment. I always, I, I so I had no excuses this time for missing anything. I couldn't blame it on my equipment anymore. So, yeah, you could definitely blame most of it on the equipment last couple of years, just cause that's, that's almost yeah. impossible to pretty much anything I miss is cause somebody else got it first. We had some quick draws yeah, some out there, fast... especially you, you're quick on the draw. <laughs> I do. All right. Yeah, I do. All right. But yeah, I think Chad and James are, they're very fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks like no effort at all. Yeah, it's just effort. Yeah, effortless. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, let's let's talk more about that. So, you know, when we were hunting, it's funny how the the things you just do in the course of daily life, you're able to draw some analogies from when it comes to infinite banking. So, which is what we talk about every episode. Um, but since it's hunting season. And I'm sure we have more than a handful of hunters that listen to the podcast. Uh, will be able to relate. And if even if you're not a hunter, you're going to be able to relate because uh, you know what hunting is, right? You know, you you carry a gun and you shoot stuff. Um, but let, let's put this in a, a little bit more context. So you mentioned uh, my equipment. I bought a couple more shotguns, so I had the the appropriate equipment. So how would you relate that to infinite banking? 
Yeah, that's great. So on this show, we talk about infinite banking noise. And some of that noise involves using IBC with other products other than properly structured. We use that term a lot. But dividend paying whole life insurance from a mutual life insurance company. That is the right product for the practice of IBC. Right. Now, uh, can you hunt? Life. Could you hunt with other things? Like, I, I could hunt with a slingshot. You know, you could, like David, right? right? Or you could, you know, uh, Matt was throwing up, you know, clay pigeons, and I was trying to shoot him with my, with, with Anthony's, you know, lever action Henry 22 rifle. Right. You know, you know, it'd be, I, could I probably hit one eventually? Probably. Yeah. But I'd have to take many, many, many shots for that to occur. Yeah. Yeah. The chances are a lot lower. So, yeah. The appropriate equipment in anything you do, any sport or activity or anything in life, having the appropriate equipment in the kitchen, like you're going to get a much better result. Right. And, and with infinite banking, it's a process. Banking is a process, but you got to use a product for the, for the process of banking. There's no better product than specially designed whole life insurance, properly designed. So with a good mix of PUA and base, um, with a dividend paying company. So, you know, does that mean that just like when we were shooting, everybody had a different shotgun? No, you had over unders, you yeah. had semi-automatic, you had pump action, uh, different brands. Um, those are all valid brands and valid types of shotgun for the hunting we were doing, right? So just like every whole life policy is not going to be designed exactly the same, but as long as you're using a whole life insurance policy from a dividend paying company, then the design can differ, but you're using the right overall product for that. So, yeah. So the right product, um, you know, we also had the right, we also had, um, not only the right equipment, we were also sharing like ammunition as well. We all Ooh. shot the same the same loads. So what would you compare the ammunition uh, to? Well, I was trying to think about what, what that's com compared to. We might have to come back to it because I <laughs> I think it, maybe it's just an extension of the equipment or something. I, I yeah. don't know because it is, it hey, is hey, equipment. So we had 12 gauge and we had 20 gauge. Um, Yep. when we're shooting the birds you know some maybe that could be uh you know the difference in the 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 dividend one company might have a five percent dividend one company might have a 5.5 percent dividend does it really matter no we have a whole other conversation no. episode on dividends yeah, it doesn't do. matter you're using you, you know that <laughs> that ammunition you're using uh is going to do the job as long as you're using ammunition Right, as long as you're getting That's a right. dividend, it's going to do the job. It's going to go bang. It, it it goes bang, yeah. So what about um? We also went to a preserve ran by a family, and this guy is an expert, right? He's been hunting his entire life, and he was our expert hunting guide. So That's right. why is it important to have uh, an expert hunting guide, man? Because he knows he knows all the ins and outs, right? We it was no guesswork for us. We show up and he puts us in the bus and he takes us to the right field. Uh, we walk the right fields. We get the right uh, amount of pheasant. You know, we we count, you know, we get the limit for the day and then he takes us back home. So what's that equivalent in the IBC world? Yeah, so that's <clears throat> that's the right, the, an IBC practitioner. So not every 
life insurance agent that can design a whole life insurance policy for you structured for IBC is necessarily an authorized infinite banking concepts practitioner, meaning through the Nelson Nash Institute, gone through the course, taken the curriculum, been mentored by another expert, more senior or seasoned in the business, right? Um, and yeah, and Joe's just like that, right? Like they've been, they've had this family business for 40 plus years and it's just, you know, meat and potatoes with those guys. Uh, and they make it, they don't manage how we, how we do it though, do they? They just say, Hey, you guys figure out who's going to block, who's going to be in the wing, who's going to yeah. do this and who's going to do that. And, and we do right. So, but they get us to the right place. They make it easy. You're right. And they get us to the right place. So it's kind of like a practitioner. You, if you work with an IBC practitioner, you know somebody who, who's been trained correctly. They know exactly what they're doing. They've already decided what companies work well for this. So you, it takes all the guesswork out of where do I go to get a policy like this or what field do I go to to find all the pheasant? And the guesswork is gone. We drive you right to the company, say this is the one we recommend. And you know here's the reasons why, if you want to know why. Um, and and then we work with you to make sure you get what you're looking for. Like we didn't stop hunting until we got three birds per hunter every single morning. Right. So we right. went until we hit that limit. And that's what a good practitioner is going to do. They're going to work with you until you've designed something that works for your goals and your your personal financial situation. Oh, that's I love it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. This is one I of like my this next one. Yeah, this is my favorite, man. Um good company in quotes. So a little play on words here. Um, but man, you can't go hunting without good company, right? If you just, if, if you go hunting with a bunch of strangers and you got nothing in common and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not cause let's be honest, hunting is part of it is about shooting guns and killing birds, you know, shooting this stuff is always fun. Um, but the people you're doing that with really what is what makes or breaks the experience for you so we had great company it gets better oh every goodness. year too this was this was phenomenal yeah uh just phenomenal people you know and dave dave and i didn't know everybody you know some people we met for the first time but we we knew most people i would say at least more more than half easy right, right? um which which does make things a bit smoother but for the folks we didn't even that you know we had just met for the first time man it was they fell right in because we're all, you know, we're all like-minded. Um, there was even one non-IBC guy, right? But he's going to be. Yeah. Hopefully he's going to listen to. I think he he was the only one who'd never even actually heard of infinite banking. Right. Um, but I think we all hit on it enough with him that hopefully he's listening to the podcast. And uh, if you are, Andrew, um, let's talk because uh, you got to get on board, man. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He, he we flew we flew back with them on the same flight to to Charlotte. Oh yeah, and uh, and little Andrew sat behind us with his <laughs> with his bird. <laughs> <laughs> so we had one guy who who went you know hunting a year ago and went and took his pheasant to a taxidermist, got it mounted with the wing spread. Yeah, and then he had to fly all the way back home with it. So that was like yeah. his support animal on the airline. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is my support yeah. pheasant. That yeah, was great, and then you know. Big big Andrew, he had he had sent me a couple of texts from first class about the person he was sitting next to, and I'll I'll share that with you later. But it was just it was just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's funny, awesome. 
good people that we met for the first time. Uh, you know, they're not doing IBC, but it didn't matter. You know, like-minded, similar views of the world. Yeah. And that made, you know, that made all the difference. So yeah, man, the good company. And we equate that to, you know, Dave and I, we have our favorite company. And a lot of you that are our clients obviously know which one that is. We don't mention it on here. We don't talk about different companies, but um, it's it's one we use for for a reason because it works. Their products work very well with IBC. They're well, nested. for many reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's one reason. They're nested with IBC. How about that? Yeah, right. So you want a good company when you're hunting. You want to work with a good company when you're doing IBC. That's so right. yeah, absolutely. All right. Now you and I both took our, like I took my oldest son, you took yep. your only son. Um, yep. So Jack and Anthony were there. So we were teaching and Anthony's not old enough to shoot yet. Um, you know, in South Dakota, but he will be next year. Right. So he got to learn a lot this year. And my son is the third time going for him and he got to continue to learn and get better. Um, so we were teaching the next generation about this right uh, a legacy that that can be handed down to, you know jack and anthony can hand it down to their boys one day if they have boys and um just continue that on down the line so what's you know what would we compare that to yeah and that's that's just that's the same exact thing that we're doing same strategy we're going to use with ibc your sons my kids have already they hear us talking about it all the time they know they have life insurance contracts that have cash value that they can borrow against. They already know all these things, you know, in their, in their young teenage and preteen years. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to those boys, you know, going on this hunting trip, you know, as an enduring thing as we all, you know, kind of age through this, but also looking forward to being the family bank yeah. through IB through dividend paying whole life for the family in the next generation. So, right. Um, so we can leave a legacy like that. We can leave a legacy by, I mean, you get a nice shotgun. That's a good thing to hand down. Because uh, we had one guy there who was shooting with a 47-year-old Remington 870. Yeah, he right? got it. Dave was. Yeah, he was. And he got it in 1976. It looked it, it looked beautiful. He obviously takes very good care of it. Yeah, um, obviously. And yeah. So you can hand that down. And just like, you know, when you and I retire from this earth, we're going to leave a large legacy in tax-free income to our kids. Uh, that's right yeah so there you go all right now this is fun um now if you've yeah, ever been we had to, we had to think about this for a second think, didn't we, we? it took us a little while to make this connection but uh <laughs> every good pheasant hunt has good bird dogs so what do these dogs do they go out ahead of you and they they kick up they flush quail right they call it like that old expression let's flush some quail like let's throw some stuff up in the air right they go through these cornfields and and the milo and and milo, they're, that's they're it. yeah they're looking for pheasant the roosters and they're going to cause those roosters to fly up in the air which create perfect opportunities for us as hunters to to bag them tag them and bag them so those birds those dogs are flushing opportunities for us much like what in the IBC world. Yeah. So we've talked about this a million times. The bird dogs are like having capital, right? Capital 
finds opportunities. Uh, another way to put it is opportunities are attracted to capital. These birds are not attracted to the dogs, trust me. Um, but the <laughs> dogs are flushing those opportunities and we're just knocking them, knocking them out. Yep. And uh, seven of them this year, though, seven, seven dogs out there with us. There's so, a lot of dogs. It's a lot of so, dogs. And, and, and they work, they work hard to, for you. And guess what? Not every uh, pheasant that came up was an opportunity for you, depending right. on where you were. You had to you had to pass on some, didn't you? Not only because it was the wrong type of opportunity, because it was a hen. A hen. You yeah. don't shoot the hens. You just shoot the the. We'll, cocks, we'll talk right? about that. Yep. Yep. Um, um, but it could be too far away for you. Could be too right? far away. You know, That's even right. with a full choke, maybe you're clear across on the other side of that cornfield, and you're just like, that is not even worth the ammo taking that shot because there's no chance. You know, it's just not a good opportunity. I'm going to be patient and wait for the perfect opportunity where that one just kicks up, you know, 15 yards in front of me and just hovers in the air. And you're like, Oh baby, <laughs> you're mine. Boom. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So capital finds opportunity, just like dogs find birds. So, and, and just like we mentioned as a hunter, you got to be disciplined and patient. So be disciplined on where you're aiming, right? Cause you don't want to put somebody wearing an orange vest. Yep, we in, don't in want your to get frag sprayed. pattern. Yeah, you don't want to get peppered. Um, and you got to be patient because not every field is going to be ripe with opportunities. Uh, some fields might be better than others. Um, so you got to be patient yeah. and opportunity is going to come your way. Yeah, I like to overlay kind of FOMO with this. Not only do you have to be patient and capitalize your system, you know, everyone, but you can't have this fear of missing out. Everyone's had that the last few years. Like, oh, I got to... I got to do something. I got to take a policy loan and and do something, right? Don't don't do that. Be patient. There's always a better opportunity around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, there absolutely will be. So, you know, if you miss one, don't worry. One opportunity is not going to make or break you. Um but if you can avoid the ones that break you, that'd be great. Uh so yeah, you don't have to be impatient and jump on the first the first bird that pops up in the sky. That's right. But be ready. But be ready. So let's talk about being ready. Um, you know, there's one time I was climbing off the bus. And uh, of course, we don't keep loaded shotguns on the bus. So, right. you know, you climb off the bus, you get in your pockets, you pull out a few shells and you start loading your shotgun. But before I could even get loaded, there was a, there was a, a pheasant in the air. And it flew right over my head. And there's nothing I can do. I was not, I was not ready. So you got to be, you got, I, I would relate that to capitalizing your policy. Like if you're looking to, to take loans against your policy right away, or like you just said, that FOMO, like, oh, I'm going to miss out if I don't take a loan real quick, or I'm just going to use it um, because I have it, uh, even though I wouldn't otherwise go do this deal. Um, you know, you're, you may not be ready. That's right. So don't don't be afraid to capitalize. Like Nelson says, don't be afraid to wait until you're ready instead of, you know, taking a taking a ridiculous shot. Cause I got, you know, I got one shell in there and I see a bird and I go ahead and cock it and I shoot right above my head because it's there. And like that's a stupid thing to do. You know, I didn't check my environment, see what's around me. I didn't wait to capitalize before I seized an opportunity. Yep. You know, and Nelson tells a great story in the book about. You know, he had the buddy that called him and 
he knew the the land deal was worth way more than he was selling it for, but the guy needed cash. Nelson had the opportunity. Had Nelson done something else, maybe less profitable because it was the first thing that came across his desk, right? He would never have not only that land deal, but the next one from the guy who yeah. sold them parcels twice, right? At least twice. Um, so yeah, be patient. Yep. Don't be afraid to capitalize. The birds will come. They will. They're going to be there. Yep. Um, so, you know, kind of going with that theme, I like that that old phrase, that maxim, keep your powder dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that, and that's it's a great way to put it. Uh, yeah. In fact, that was going to be one of our possible sign-offs. You know, like, keep your powder dry. People are like, oh, you got to look that up. Like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a very old term back when you had to put yep. powder in, in guns, I yep. imagine. But yeah, wet powder doesn't uh doesn't go boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So keep your powder dry, just like we said. Um in the case of hunting, it's have a loaded shotgun ready to go. If you unload you know one or two shots when you see a, a pheasant, well, you better reload right away and get it ready to go again. So keep your yep. powder dry. Always have capital available because you never know when an opportunity is going to show up, is going to be flushed out of that cornfield um, for you to take a perfect shot. Love it. Now, why don't you talk about the chokes? Uh, you're much more well-versed in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so a couple of weeks ago, actually, it was really like just the week before last, maybe, uh, or even early last week when you went out and bought the shotguns and you had sent me a link, you know, like, is this, does this work? And I, was, I looked at it and I was like, yeah. And then I hadn't looked, I was still reading. I was like, hey, does it come with chokes? And you're like, I don't know. And uh, it did. And it came with the, the appropriate choke. So, you know, generally, folks, if you've never gone bird hunting, or use a shotgun, there's different chokes. And these are like a metal cylinder that you screw into the end of the barrel, and it affects the distance that the shot from the shotgun shell will travel. So, for example, if you use like a improved cylinder um, choke, the shot will not go as far, but it'll be a wider pattern. So it's really good for up-close shots. And so, Dave, those guys that had over-under shotguns they can load two different chokes, right? They could have an improved cylinder and maybe a modified or improved modified or even a full choke, I think is what Chad was running by the end there on that second day. Yeah. So with the full choke, it really necks down the the, the spread of the shot and you get a further, you can take further, you know, shots because these birds sometimes, you know, 30, 30 yards away uh, or or maybe even 40 yards. I don't, I'm not really sure. But uh, so, yeah, you want to have, you want to have the, this goes back to the equipment. You know where you're hunting, you know the types of, you know the environment you're going to be in, you know some of the shots are going to be close because maybe you're, you're, you're a block, you're on the, you're on the wing and they're going to be flying right at you maybe because of the wind. So you know your environment, you're controlling the environment uh, as best you can. So I always put myself in a position where I get off the bus and I check the wind and I was like, all right, I'm walking this side. Yeah. Sure enough, that second field on the second day, I got the first kill. It popped right up, hovered into the wind. I blasted it and, and got him. So, uh, yeah. so I use a modified choke because I have a single, I have a semi-automatic shotgun. No, that's not cheating, folks. I just get an extra shot. That's you know, but they're all. The it's same not choke. a sporty. Let's just say that there's something a little sporty about having a pump between every shot. Yeah. Well, it does pump. It just does it. You know. Just not by quickly. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. so 
having so, multiple yeah. chokes, multiple chokes. You, you don't want to go out with just one, right? Having multiple gives you more opportunities um, to seize on opportunities, right? Because now yep. you can hit the close and the far. So I kind of right. compare that to um, having multiple policies. Why would you just stop at one? That's right. Right. You start with one if that's where you, you start, but you're not done at that point. You know, you've just begun. So, you know, you want multiple, just like if we had one shotgun, we were sharing between the 16 hunters out there. We would never have shot our limit. Never. No, especially depending on who was shooting and then where those opportunities came from. Right. Like, yeah, a lot of opportunities, most opportunities would have been missed or never seen or never seen most likely because, um, yeah, or yeah, or seen and never even had a chance from in the nine foot. 10 foot cornfields. Uh, yeah. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. So, you know, Zero this is shots a, from a, a series of policies. That's right. So don't limit yourself to just one. Uh, when you're ready for the next, you get the next, you have other insurable interests. Like I've got, uh, you know, I took one son with me. He needed his own shotgun instead of That's chokes. Right. Next year I'll take three boys with me. They'll all need their own shotgun. So you can't stop. You have just one for all four of you. So, you know, Get more insurable interest, you have more reason and opportunity to create more policies in your banking system. Yeah. And Dave, really, this gets to really the fundamental understanding of of, of IBC, of 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 capitalizing, of under really getting to that deep level of understanding of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to control the function of banking in our life. So why would we stop if premium, you know, the problem's the problem, right? The premium is the solution. Mm-hmm. The more premium you pay, the more problems ultimately you're going to be able to solve for your family. Perfect. Absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about premiums in this final analogy between hunting and IBC is what, what every time mm-hmm. a bird flies in the air, there's one of two things that everybody starts yelling. Yep. It's either cock. So that's shoot, you know, shoot. Right. You shoot at the cocks, uh, the males, right? And then hen, uh, you don't want to shoot the hens because they're the ones producing other other cocks to then shoot later on, right? Right. So shooting a hen would be equivalent of stealing the peas. It would be the equivalent of you taking loans and not repaying them and letting your policy really essentially dissolve over time by not yeah. feeding it. That's right. Right. And then, or two, by not funding your full premium every year by going down to the bare the minimum. Base. Yeah. Just pay the base, you know, which, you know, if you're doing a 1090, good luck with that. Have fun with that. You know, putting in, you know, one tenth of what you could be putting in. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. By not funding the full premium every single year, And by not repaying loans or having a plan to repay those loans over time, um, you're shooting the hens. You're destroying the ability to reuse for that capital to to regenerate and use the same capital over and over and over. That's right. Yep. And I shot a hen the first time I went. Maybe maybe two. I don't know. I did too. You never miss. (laughs) Yep. Well, and that's that's kind of like, you know, you first start, like you're going to make some mistakes. You don't know everything yeah. you're doing. And that's right. Oh, shoot, man. I had PUA. I, I could have paid during that policy year and I didn't know it. I'm not going to make that mistake again. 
this year, you know, after my policy anniversary, I'm going to call up and say, how much exactly how much PUA can I pay? You know, and make sure you maximize that every single year. So, you know, if you make that mistake once, it's not going to kill you at all. It's no big deal. You just kind of, you know, leave the hen in the cornfield and, you know, chalk it up as a lesson learned. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And don't do it again. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. 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 So, well, that's cool, man. That was a, that was a lot of fun. And I'd love to hear other people's analogies of, of what the listeners are, you know, what's your profession or what's your hobby and how can you relate that to becoming your own banker? through the infinite banking concept. I'd love to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, we did one for pilots, right? Tailwind. Yeah. So obvious that that's better to have when you're traveling somewhere. I think it'd be a fun challenge to uh, just on the spot, somebody said, just name any hobby, any sport, any profession and say, now compare it to IBC. I bet we could do it. Uh, some would yeah. be harder than others, but that'd be that'd be fun. So give your give it a try for yourself. Whatever you do for a living, compare that to IBC. And see if you can't draw some analogies and some similarities. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, stay in the books. Keep uh, keep educating yourselves. Thanks for listening. And uh, man, have we broken a hundred reviews on uh, iTunes yet? You know, I haven't looked. Uh, we are at ninety nine. So hey, who's going to be number one hundred? That's a and big deal. And I haven't deal. done one, and I know you haven't either. Number one hundred. Um, if we could see, let's see. Oh, the last uh, review we got was on September sixth. Um, was that uh, was that um, maybe Joe? Well, I don't know. This says music equals life. Life is good. <laughs> so could be one of my buddies. Could be Lance. He's a big music guy. There you go. Um, but I don't see a name here. Um, but hey, if you want to be the one hundredth review, we would love to have it. So. All right, we'll check next week and make sure we hit 100. There we go. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that was fun. And uh, you already got a haircut since you've been home. Are you serious? Yeah, well, we've talked about it, man. I don't have like, (laughs) you have like nice kind of like fine, straight hair. Mine gets all frizzy, like the hair that grows next to like a dog's butt. Yeah. So it gets all bristly and just looks like. That that probably explains your, uh, your nickname. Which I won't share on on screen. I'm kidding, <laughs> dude. That was funny the other night. <laughs> uh, that was a good time around the fire, sitting around the fire. Yeah, yeah. Always. We didn't time. do that. Uh, the, it was too cold in November to do that yeah. last time, or maybe it right. wasn't even out there. I'm not even sure. Yeah, it's uh, fun. The conversations with a bunch of men around the fire is very predictable. Cigars. You you know at least a couple of the topics that are going to come up every time without fail. So yeah, um, it did not disappoint. But no doubt. Yeah. Well, looking forward to next year and uh, I'm looking forward to next week for another recording. So, all right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. And until next week, control your capital or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at the IBCguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.